You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. This is Dave Zorgo on another episode of Fatterday Omaha. And on this episode, we are bringing food to you because on Fatterday Omaha, we connect with food. We connect you with food. We use food as a vehicle to connect with people. And I have my wonderful and long time, almost five years worth, uh, four, four plus years co-host sitting with me, a TJ. TJ, how you doing, man? Dave, I'm doing well because Excellent. we just made a little trip uh, in a stone's throw yes. uh, from where we, we are currently recording in True. the secret Fatter Day uh, bunker <laughs> Yes, down to a, a little Puerto Rican spot, yes. which peeling back the curtain slightly, this, is, this will be a, uh, we, we've discussed this briefly, and the, the, the trip to Puerto Rico is so, but it is also yes. in the, uh, the old Los Solomillos uh, banquet hall, the one across the street from the restaurant itself. That is correct. Now, and, uh, now the Mio... As of this recording, indeed, uh, I I definitely felt uh, that I was sitting in some place or in a small village in Puerto Rico because we were at Elis Chinchorro and they are located at three zero two zero South Thirty Second Avenue. And with that, let's talk about space and atmosphere. Let's do that. Um, yeah. Again, glad to see. Something really good going in here and something uh -huh. utilizing this space. You walk in the front door and there is kind of a, a leafy uh, ensconced wall area there, but there is a little bit of a, a, a heavily A heavily ivied uh, yes. uh, foyer. Ooh, a foliaged foyer. Foliaged foyer. Excellent. But what I like about it is there's a little bit of... of theater lead-in because you open the door and the foyer isn't a very wide area you know you know maybe six feet wide or whatever it is but you turn the corner and go into the restaurant dining area proper and it opens up into a Puerto Rican village there are beautifully multicolored doors that are up around the uh, upper areas of the dining area that was a lot of areas and uppers but that's what it is and there are doors up there there are uh, small mailboxes which i think is just so cool and some of them have names on them and there's like a wrought iron fence that goes around the whole thing and excellent foliage plants within i think you mentioned that skylight so a little bit of natural light coming down because other than that there's there's no windows quite facing the outside but you don't feel that you're in a space that doesn't have a bunch of windows with the skylight and the bright colors and the plants and those things and you're stepping into a area that is ready and inviting and just the impression that it makes just upon first seeing that and sitting down is wonderful and i love it pretty much guarantee if you're there that you're going to meet ellie uh, she's the chef and she will come out and talk to you check on you see if you got a smile on your face let you know what's going on uh, regarding the food and just a great ambiance but we've talked about that a lot so we should probably talk about some food coming to the black tablecloth laden mesa was some garlic bread which comes to the table and included with your meal five uh, or four slices sorry one one for each diner in this case of a perfectly toasted there might be garlic powder on here but i really kind of get a more of a fresh garlic feel from this uh, tiny baguette sliced about half inch slice or so toast and it, it's a nice way to start the meal tj between the two of us having six visits combined your three my three would you like to start talking about any type of appetizery things because i definitely had a couple as i believe you did as well besides the garlic bread I've had quite a few items here, and we'll definitely have to have to kind of summarize a little bit, yeah. and, and pick out some favorites. The the empanadilla, mm -hmm. small empanada, which I I am seeing the online menu only has the shrimp. Now I've had the beef now twice. Excellent, uh, a ground beef contrivance. Which those of you who've had empanadas, it's an empanada. It is a tasty fried meat pocket mm -hmm. device. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular variation being a, a standard taco size, would you say? You know, yeah, a half like a street moon taco about, size. Eh, was yours a little bigger? Probably a little bit bigger than okay. that. Did yours have that nice bubbly fried outside? Yep, perfectly fried. And that, okay. that was the next note is 
like I could handle the thing, and I, it, it's a fried meat pocket. I expect to get my hands greasy, and really didn't. No. Like, it, it was, yeah. whatever temperature that oil is, is exactly Perfect. the right temperature. The only place where that thing starts to get messy is the tasty, tasty juices from the seasoned meat Yum. on the inside. It, it's an entirely different uh, preparation in my my latter match of foods, my my food <laughs> bracket, ooh, um, I this, this and uh, and Caribbean delights meat pies could do battle. It is, and if you've heard us talk about those, they are one of our favoriteest things in the whole widest of worlds. Uh, so saying that is a positive note for this. It's it's just a really good empanada fried meat pie thing. It's tasty and crisp on the outside and slightly tender. Um, what else you got there, TJ? Do, do we just say it's a fried meat pocket and it's delicious? I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, with that, I could I could take it to another fried thing that was an appetizery thing that you and I both had today. Yes, let's uh let let me volley that over to you. Okay, there it was. Received, set, and here we go. The queso frito because there was a uh, fried uh, corn or or maize appetizer that is on the menu, but they were out today. But our waitress, Mariella, uh, was awesome because there were a few things they were out of, but boy, did they compensate with other things that were available uh, for everything that they did not have, which wasn't a huge list. There was certainly a, a counterpoint for that, and they had everything covered, which was awesome. So in this case, it was fried cheese, but a different conveyance of fried cheese than I have have seen before. It, it is in. It was in fact a rectangular cheese prism. A rectangular cheese prism. Yes, very very lightly coated in a a batter or wash of some type. I say, yeah, I don't know if there was a batter or if that's just what happens to the outside of, of the, the cheese, cheese when you fry it like that. Yeah, because there was no discernible uh, pieces of panko or yeah, other breadcrumb or anything like that. Thinnest thinnest layer uh-huh. of slightly crisp golden brown. Yes. Goodness. Yes. But the cheese itself was a slightly dry. It wasn't a Mott's because I asked what it was and, and well, they, they weren't willing to give up their I was going to say, we can't. It was certainly saltier and barest hint of nuttiness, which may have come from the frying or may have been in the cheese itself. Trending crumbly without being crumbly. There was a little I would bit... not say that. It was almost a fresh Mott's. It was just a... Oh. I don't even know if it was a higher protein content, because it was probably a higher fat content than most uh, mozzarella, because there was a... Really? A richness to it that shouldn't it be there. Was. I think the higher protein content would have made it chewier, which it wasn't. No. It was a very, very soft, ever so slightly springy cheese mm-hmm. on the inside. And again, mm-hmm. it's close to fresh Mott's, but has that definitely a little bit more saltiness and possibly more nuttiness, again, could be from the frying. Interesting. I got less of a fresh, because fresh mozz, there's a lot of moisture in there for me. That's why I said, if you remember at the table, that I was like, it's almost like a paneer, but with more, I don't know. It, it, it's a lot softer than a paneer, but the flavor okay. profile is, well... Even then, it's slightly saltier than a paneer, too. Well, and see, where I was getting at crumbly was, and the cheese was not a crumbly cheese. It wasn't even kind of crumbly, and and this is, you're you're talking crazy talk to me right now. I'm not, I'm not, because when we were sitting there talking about it, I think we discussed that there was almost a little bit of, oh, I don't know, air. It wasn't perfectly homogenous all the way through. I don't think crumbly. But there was something of a crumb for those of you who are into uh, to pastry and bread and whatnot. How about a slight textural element in there where it was not a, a purely homogenous texture throughout the rectangular cheese prism? But the important part is, is it was tasty. I think there were, what, six or eight uh, on the plate for the appetizer. I, I feel like eight. It, it was pretty generous. Yes, it was. If you're in the mood for a mozzarella stick, that type of enjoyment, but done so in a much more uh, chefy manner. Although one could make a, I mean, Malara's I, I, I would say, pretty yeah, dang good. I, I would so, say, you know. I would say a more refined manner in this case. There was something it's, more it's subtle elegant. about it. Yeah. Um, I like the texture better than I would, I think, any mozzarella stick. However, it did not have cheese pull. It did not have uh, cheese It did pull. not have that it is stretchiness. Drier. 
Yes. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that term dry mm. or crumbly. Okay. I don't like that applied to this cheese, Dave. Okay. It was... Was moist and tasty, although not it as was. not as moist as mozzarella would have been. You said no cheese bowl. Indeed, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the moisture is more from the let us say richness of the cheese rather than water content as as mozzarella would be. Okay, so if we, I think paneer is probably about the closest that I'm going to get because it is not super stringy like a mozz, and it is also not dry like a parm. It is somewhere in the middle. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. I think the other thing is, you know, you were kind of saying a little bit more refined. A lot of the dishes here are served on a plantain leaf, which is a great, um, just a, a cool delivery mechanism for this. And the other interesting part was the dip in the middle, TJ. The dip in the middle, there was a lot to take in. And our waitress was amazing at going over the... Oh, she I th- did. Oh, I man, think some of great. it was, was supply and some of it was uh, new menu choices. Oh, yes. Because like Ellie was talking about, normally they have the... The skirt steak is, is normally what they have for right. steak dishes. And they were and doing strips. They were doing New York strips, which we will get to that. Oh, we will. But there were there were so many changes and, and things shuffled like that, because I think love is the secret ingredient here. Uh, I'm just gonna blow some of my summary real quick. So I think a lot of a lot of choices made on what would be interesting, what would be fun, what would make customers happier, what is in her heart is what happens with Ellie, I think. Yes. And, and I think that's what we were hearing a lot of the menu shuffle and there was a lot of that. Yes. So taking all of that in uh, with foods we are not familiar with. Yeah, I got lost on what this sauce was. I think it was a guava sauce. I think so too, because that was one of the available Oh, options, no, wait. But... It, was, it was a darker, that's right, it, it was more reddish, because I, I was thinking... There's something to it that makes me think a little bit of passion fruit, but passion fruit's a, a much lighter about, color. And this isn't was an off-menu item that they had, right? So let's put it this way. The sauce was fruit-forward, sweet, and topped with a slight dusting of powdered sugar. Just all, a hint. Just a hint, all for my fried cheese. Yes. So how fun. And without being oversweet, Correct. this was... Uh, uh, Spoken to of us as an appetizer, offered to us as an appetizer. Yes. I realize that with that uh, extra savory, tasty cheese, that it is a mostly savory item. Yes. But I think it could have easily been a dessert. Uh, I would have been happy with this as a dessert as much as I I, I go back and forth on which it could have been dessert or appetizer, regardless, delicious. And I am told American cuisine, like especially like in the 1920s, uh, the sweet and savory as a combination for appetizers, main courses, and all that was was exceedingly prominent. And we kind of don't do that as much. It's for for a main dish, anything but dessert, really. You don't see as much sweet, sweet and savory combinations like this. This is interesting, and it's not too much one or the other. No. It is both somehow robust and subtle. It's a little plate of happiness, and I'm going to st- use terms like that throughout here that are kind of cop-outs, but darn it, it was delicious. <laughs> well, I was very happy with my whatever magic cheese this is. It's lovely. Magic cheese and magic fruit dip for my cheese. Uh, I'm going to talk about the chicken lunch special real quick, and also the pork lunch special. So when they were first open, uh, and, and this is kind of a, a just a good tip for restaurants, especially because staffing... Uh, challenges and supply lines and things are, are still a deal. So please do check ours on social uh, before you head over to wherever you're going just to make sure that they're open when you get there. But as of this recording, Ellie's is open again for lunch. They stopped doing lunch service for a little bit, but uh, I was able to go down there and grab one of their lunch specials. And they had both a chicken and pork lunch special and that came with in my case a larger piece of chicken very golden brown uh, outside there not heavily breaded just crisp skin pretty straightforward except for the fact that there was a nice layer of i i'm not sure if it was a clarified butter um but a like buttery outside dressing if you will for the chicken itself and then i got my choice of two sides i got the the beans and then i also got the potato salad i did at this same venture get a pork lunch special to go and i will have to say If you're going to get the lunch special, my personal preference would be the pork. I think that that actually was the the superior protein 
item for the lunch special here of which I think runs like 10 or 12 bucks. It's it's pretty reasonably priced. This was really good potato salad. And Ellie actually came out and talked to me about it a little bit. I think there's the way she likes to prepare stuff. And she was talking to us a little bit at the table because we had an unexpected uh, ceviche-like uh, item that came to the table. And she's like, this may not be how it's prepared and you know XYZ location, but this is how I want to do it. So she's putting her personal stamp on here. But anyway, the potato salad is a uh, larger cut size on the potatoes and has red pepper and I believe there might be a little bit of onion in there but there's also pieces of ham in there and it's almost a meal in itself because you you get the the ham and the potato and everything and it's a large scoop of potato salad so if you are getting the lunch special or anything really do consider that uh, potato salad as an option and just remember that uh, those lunch specials are there and you know, if you're in the mood for some chicken, you can go for the chicken. If you're waffling between the chicken and pork, I would head over to the uh, the pork as an item there. So just a, a quick run through on that lunch special arrangement. And I will send it over to my co-host TJ for yet another item. Dave, let's talk uh, maybe a little bit of back and forth here about plantain preparations. Oh my goodness. And as there are many here. Yes, the plantain is prominently present at Ellie's Chinchorro. There are so many ways you can have plantains here. And there I, I don't know if I'd give up potatoes for them, but darn it, they're they're in the same kind of yeah. class of a starchy staple food. And there's so many ways they're done well here. They're definitely surprisingly hearty for something so very, you know, sweet fruit banana related, but uh, far more potato-like. I, yeah. I feel more Starchy. filled by yeah. the various options here. They're they're robust. You're, you're generally getting that uh, very starchy, hearty, potato-y inside with a yep. light crisp on it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, my initial foray here was the... Uh, Is that the Burandangas? Thank you, Dave. I was going to look that up, but it, it was. If you can imagine, like, the Fritos scoops, those little mini corn chip bowls. Yeah, the little plantain cups uh -huh. is what yeah, these were. if you could scale them up so they have those kind of, you know. A plantain tart. Uh, fluted side. Yeah. A small plantain a tart. A plantain tart, yes. So it, it's kind of in that shape, and it's a little bowl that's usually coated with uh -huh. their... their buttery garlic sauce, a little bit of that in there, over the protein of your choice. Mm -hmm. My initial foray into this, I forget if I got the pork or the chicken there. I believe you got the pork because when I, I get I to I my first dish that I had oh, there, yes. uh, I didn't order pork, but it was so savory. It might as well have been that type of unctuousness that is present uh, with that. But please do carry on. So that is one preparation of plantain. One, now, most of one these plantain. tend to come with a little bit of broth that I, I think is uh, uh, gently savory. It's hard to tell what, yeah. what exactly the uh, the base is. Could be a, a chicken broth, but not very chickeny. Mostly it's it's warm, it's savory, and it's it's definitely got a, a good hit of cumin in there. Mm, very you, nice. you are meant to dip your uh, your various types of plantain or whatever else you like yeah. in this uh, this little clay Spoon, pot type, uh, type thing there. The other primary preparation available is the mofongo, the smashed yes, plantain. mofongo. I was going to say I love the presentation on the mofongo. There is one primary plantain preparation for mofongo, which is to come out in a... Uh, our, our waitress today actually gave it its its proper name. Do you, do you recall? Again, I, there, there was a yeah, lot of data to intake, and we lot. should have been taking notes. And by the way... If our waitress had started juggling flaming chainsaws, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Mariello it would have not been awesome. very different from what she was already doing. She was great. But there there was a lot of data to take in, so I am going to refer to it as a molcajete. It's a large wooden mug like device Goblet. tending towards the uh, yeah. Tending Goblet. towards the mortar uh, uh, end of the mortar and pestle type, like a very yeah. very thick bottomed wood stemware Goblet. kind of thing. Yeah. Be because this is more of a, a as TJ was saying, a taller, maybe six or eight inch tall wooden goblet. And then there is a plantain leaf that is stuffed in the goblet. And on top of your goblet and plantain leaf is the mofongo. And that stuffed with, again, the protein of your choice. Uh, yes. I think I've had, yeah, three variations. Oh my goodness. Uh, on this now, because uh, I've had... I. 
snuck a little bit of your chicken, which you you'll, you'll be talking oh, about uh, uh, shortly here. The second time out, I got the uh, the red snapper, the fillet. Ah, very tasty. And uh, golly, if I if I close my eyes and concentrate as best I can, yes, I I can maybe taste some fish in there. But for the most part, it had all the good things about fish with none of the bad things about fish, yeah. which is kind of indicative of red snapper anyway. But this was a particularly well-prepared one, a, a good hearty meatiness with a little bit of that fish flakiness. Feels a little bit on the light side, you know, white meat like chicken without having the dryness that a white meat would tend to have. Moist, delicious, perfect texture on that. I am kind of not a seafood guy. You are very much not a seafood guy, though you are acquiring the taste uh, over time, at least somewhat. I had pulpo today. You did indeed. And king crab, but and I also really do talk like sushi. About that. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I like sushi. The, the, the milder end, which is actually kind of where I sit anyway. So I, I'm not prone to ordering fish, but the seafood menu is so prominent yeah. uh, that I felt I should. And again, really good there. And then this time out, Instead, again, instead of skirt steak, as we've said, uh, New York strip on all the things. Yes. So briefly more on the mofongo. Yes. A hand smashed. Um, Plantain. Yes. We, we have uh, found that most places will tend to uh, to use a food processor or a blender or something to get a smoother effect. Ellie likes that kind of more, more rough, very varied kind of smash that comes from properly yes, hand a, smashing a, a each nice and every one hand smash and it's the same way that you get you know a hand smashed guacamole for me is a little bit more enjoyable than something mm-hmm. that has been blended to a literal pulp this is on that line too i like the texture yeah, here you you it, it's different it's interesting and you very much feel like you are eating something oh yes it, it's one of the few cases um i will say being able to wolf it down like i can I can take out some mashed potatoes, like by the pound. Yeah, uh, generally, generally a starch goes down real easy, and I can eat a ton of it. This I enjoy, mm-hmm. but I slow down a lot more because it feels yeah. like I am really eating food. Yeah. Um. So a a smaller portion is more. It's more easily satisfying. Yeah. It, it is a very hearty thing, and again with that hand smash, it's interesting because uh-huh. it it varies. It's as got you texture, go it. and it's got just the hint of crisp on the outside because it is a yes, it is a, a fried point. but never ever ever greasy right uh, just type that of gentle type of uh, much like we were talking about the cheese while well, the cheese is a fried thing but where the cheese was just lightly crisp on the outside the mofongo is the same way it's and it's even more of a gentle crisp than that it, it crisp is even too strong of a word it's just that gentle fry type structure on the outside i don't i don't even the the thinnest of layers yeah uh, there you go a a thinner layer of of you know less fluffiness on the outside and it's good that way i also had uh the plantain chips uh along with my sandwich which we'll get to as well but no there are two notes that i wanted to hit on the mafungo before we get to your new york strip and one of those things is how did you feel about the garlic level in your mafungo because I like garlic and I felt there was a sufficient amount of garlic in these plantains. I would say on, on the mafungo and just about everything else I would I've had, garlic has, has featured heavily. And for anyone who is ha, has a little bit of trepidation on a garlic heavy thing. What? They might not like the alum family, TJ? Maybe not. Oh. But uh, there, there is the alum family. There are enough things. I, I have come across this with uh, with people who don't like onions. Um, they don't like the texture of onions. But if you take onions out of their food, they miss them horribly. This is a perfectly done preparation of garlic. When people have problems with garlic, it's usually overcooked garlic. And this is consistently perfectly cooked garlic, either in pieces or just infused into the butter. Which is the way it was in the mofongo. Exactly. How how it's done all over the place here. Correct. So the fact that we are talking about considerable amounts of garlic, I think the garlic lovers will love it, certainly. Yes. And the people who are just they're kind of okay or on the fence about garlic, will still love it. Agreed. It's, it's, it's done just right. I am I am very happy about the levels, and I think most people very much will, will enjoy this. I would agree, and so I, I did want to uh, get one thing, because I had the chicken mofongo, and you can get the, you get various protein choices in here for your mofongo, and the thing with the chicken was, 
I know we had talked about the lunch special a little bit ago where I would go with the, the pork over the chicken for the lunch special. This chicken in the mofongo left me wanting none. It was so savory and just deeply, I know I said unctuous, I'll use it again, unctuous. I was like, this is almost trending like pork carnitas. Well, it was we were, delicious. I, I was eyeballing that from across the table. Oh, yeah, because you didn't and get y- the mofongo yeah, the first we, time. Yeah, we were quietly conspiratorially speaking to <laughs> each other. But Dave, d- did she get your order wrong? I thought you had the chicken. Yeah, yeah, I ordered the chicken, you said. And we, we kind of went back and forth and, yep. and dissected. It was just extremely well prepared oh, uh, with a little bit of dark meat delicious. in there. So it had that, that darker color to it, uh-huh. but not the... I love dark meat chicken. It can have a slight gaminess to it. This had none of that. It was delicious. It, it was too darn good, quite frankly, to be small slices, chicken. small small chunks of fried chicken. It was just really delicious. It was really and rich good. and tasty. You know, much like the other dishes we're talking about. If you order mafungo, first just go get one. You, you know, if you have not had mafungo, go get it. It's plantains and meat served in a wooden goblet. It's fun. It's enjoyable. There's a lot of it. You could probably get an appetizer. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if if you were super hungry. I was like, you could probably share this in at the appetizer and be okay. For lunch, you probably could. There's a lot there, especially when you're talking sides and things. But it's delicious. It's fun. Definitely try some mafungo. But plantains, delicious. Garlic, delicious. Chicken, in my case, delicious. But TJ, you were going to talk about your New York strip steak? Yeah, so again... We find out after the fact that Ellie was nervous somewhat about making the the switch to New York strips here. She says, you know, you can kind of get them anywhere and you got to do it right to stand out. And she hasn't really worked with them that much before, apparently. I would not have known that because my... I don't know how much we've spoken of it on the show. I I know we've said it a couple of times, but there is an involuntary... Slight holding aloft of a fork with hand placed on table <laughs> while TJ closes his eyes for a moment <laughs> to contemplate his existence vis-a-vis flavor. Yes. And that that happened with the first bite of this. Uh, a possibly garlic, and that, that would have been hard to separate uh, from the sauce, which we'll get to in a moment. But a possibly garlic, definitely salt, pepper, and I think uh, uh, butter on the outside and one of the most perfectly medium-rare New York strips. What did you cut it with, TJ? The thing we found out after was it was supposed to come with a steak knife, which which did get forgotten. And uh-huh. if if they were going to forget anything, did you need a steak this knife? This was the thing to forget because I grabbed the butter knife and I thought, well, maybe it can be that tender, but I doubt it. I'm not going to be able to cut this with. A, oh my goodness, I can cut this with a butter <laughs> knife, like. Easily, you could have cut it cut with a plantain with a chip. Knife. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you could have thought about cutting it, and it would have uh, yielded to your your mental uh, pressure. Just this perfectly butter tender, thin layer of well done, and then beautiful pink in the middle. We will we will social media post this on our our Facebook and Instagram and. Whatever else Dave does with the the magic of maintaining so many Da-da. of our better day things, you like pictures of food. We got them, but yeah, you you will be able to see how beautiful this steak was. It was, I have not had a steak this good at several steakhouses in several years. It was really it was good really enough good. that you 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 offered a forkful over to to fatter dad tom there and it's like here and, and i'm pretty sure he seconded your opinion and he knows a thing or two about his steaks yeah fatter dad is something of a a steak connoisseur mm-hmm. uh, he, he certainly enjoys himself one Cooks and a good has, one yes he does he'll eat almost any steak you put in front of him but in terms of being impressed uh, being impressed by it yes yeah. he has some exacting standards there and he too uh Agreed, which really, I would like to say that I was I was being generous to my dad and giving him a steak, but really, I wanted his expert opinion <laughs> and was glad that uh, that we were in agreement. So on top of this, on on top of my my perfectly cooked, really thick, it was New that York was a good steak. That inch, was a, inch and a half. It was it was a big one, but uh, the price was commensurate with steaks about half that size that I've had a number of other places, and again, cooked better. On top of this, and I did not get the uh, the large meat mug for my mofongo on this one. 
mostly because it would be really awkward. You know, the uh, the regular mofongos with the uh, giant meat mug are the meat cubes. mug. Meat oh, mug. Jeez. <laughs> the, right. the regular mofongos where where it is served. In, I know it's 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 deserving of better, but saying meat mug is fun. This mofongo coming served without the. Uh, the goblet of savoriness. Um, oh, what, wow, I what, want what, that goblet. Whatever so else, bad. It, whatever else it may be, <laughs> um, it was a a uh, dome of mafungo ah. on the side because and instead was it just of the, the, the mafungo like just smashed plantains, right? Because there wasn't yes. like another steak in there or something. Yes. Okay. A ball, a, a half ball, a dome of of mafungo on of the mofongo. side uh, because perching a full. Uh, inch thick New York strip steak yeah. on top of a mug would have been a, a precarious <laughs> uh, feat at best. So a uh, slightly different preparation on this one. And this, uh, I ordered it with the guava sauce, which I was told was much guava. more savory than sweet. And the garlic sauce, as I have experienced it on several things, is more or less a garlic infused butter with, I think, a couple other things. And there's, you know, salt and the like sure. uh, to, to get it there. But it's mostly garlic and butter. This was definitely a garlic featuring sauce, but a kind of uh, a white, thicker contrivance without the consistency mm-hmm. of most white sauce. So- it was not a white, it wasn't creamy a, sauce. I, I know it butter is almost, dairy, but not a, a milk or cream type sauce. Yeah, not again to, uh, to make 30% of the audience hate me. Not the same mouthfeel. Oh, there it is again. Uh, if if you have uh, separated or clarified butter, the, the milk solids, that tangy, buttery goodness uh, that you must separate so your butter does not burn, but darn it, it's delicious. Ghee. That that sort of, well, yes, but it's not the ghee I'm talking about. It's it's the... Oh, the other. It's the other half. It's the... I hesitate to say granular because the, there's, the, there's so much butter around it, yeah. it makes it not. But the, the salty, the, extra flavorful milk fat, part, isn't it? I think. Well, I mean... It, it's the milk solids. Milk solids. Thank um, you. Yeah, I was going to say that. honest there. But the, the water and other flavor components of butter, the other the other 20%, this reminded me of that kind of in texture and almost okay. in appearance. Hmm. I doubted it being guava sauce because the garlic component. However, uh, because I have had the garlic sauce, this was the guava sauce. It's just really tasty and incredibly I savory. Like the, and the three sauce option thing. That's cool that you can pick what you want. Yeah, so, and yeah. the, the relative thickness of it the way it, it coated over the mafongo had a good nappe very very robust yes in fact <laughs> the 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 more robust nature of this sauce uh, i'm gonna have to try the third sauce now <gasps> the spicy sauce but it's kind of the perfect accompaniment like there's there's just enough of it it has enough uh staying power Ooh. as a sauce that normally i get about half three quarters of the way through my mofongo and I'm I'm pretty well done. Again, it is Filling. it is very well hearty and, yeah. and I want something to go with it. We had enough food that I did leave a little bit of mofongo, but there was no other reason for it. This was yep. a great accompaniment to that and I had it on the mofongo and on the steak, which amazing accompaniment to the steak without overpowering it at all. It's still I'm not even gonna say steak forward in each bite, kind of in equal measure, it's just the sauce and the garlic hit you on the front end, mm-hmm. and then you had the steak. Nice. So it was it just kind of broke that up, so it wasn't a homogenous whole. I, I got all the flavors of both. It, it's the best steak sauce to ever exist, including my delicious homemade pepper cream whiskey sauce. Ooh. Uh, and this topped with the, the steak with just a, a few slices of, uh, I want to say gently cooked uh-huh. red onion oh, on yeah. there. And one of the best steaks I've ever had, period. I have to talk about my sandwich, TJ. Oh, Dave, the sandwich is a show in and of itself. Uh, it kind of is. Uh, so this is the tripletta sandwich. And this came with plantain chips or your choice of papas fritas. I want the plantain chips. Uh, but TJ, I seem to recall you giving me a little bit of grief because, oh, you ordered a sandwich. Hmm? I did. The sandwich uh-huh. is, despite being a tasty and inexpensive lunch option, Yum. the sandwich in my view, and it almost always is true, mm-hmm. is the cop-out food. It's the smallest, cheapest thing you can get on almost any menu. It's the easy button for lunch. To uh-huh. uh, to borrow from a, a erstwhile co-host of ours, 
It's the little Pampers option. Oh, the, the little tiny yeah. baby food is what it is. The little the little thing because you know you're gonna you're gonna eat later. Uh huh. So you're gonna have a small lunch now and cop out on our our show, Dave. It's important that you get something interesting and yeah. you know of size and really get a good idea of this restaurant. And I was mm-hmm. disappointed, you Dave, were you highly were. disappointed that you ordered the sandwich. You were, and, and I, I must confess, because I ordered the queso frito, the, the cheese appetizer, essentially for myself, and a sandwich which came with a side. I was kind of ordering two things already. So I did actually order the sandwich thinking that I would turn the, the quantity level down just a little bit, and boy, how wrong I was. The tripletta sandwich has three meats on there, so I do believe pork, chicken, and beef on there. And this sandwich, TJ, was one of the largest sandwiches to ever have graced my dinner plate, with the exception of maybe trying to order a triple cheeseburger. The tripletta, the three meats, was no joke, because it wasn't like, oh, it's a little bit of each. No, it was a lot of all of each on delicious bread. It was big. Dave, I'm, I'm going to let you let you continue on with uh, both yes. the uh, the visual and uh, and taste components of this big? sandwich. But we've done various uh, size comparisons on here. But what I want you folks at home to do is I want you to go out and get uh, the standard like muffaletta bun, the the big round one, right? Uh-huh. And I want you to slice one of them in half, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I want you to set the first half down. And then I want you to put your ear on that bottom half like you're listening to it. And then just put the other half of the bun on the other ear and turn on the selfie camera on your phone. And now you know what size this sandwich was. That is that is no lie because this thing, uh, especially, well, if you stacked them both on top of each other, it covered almost the entire dinner plate and it was stacked high. It was high. massive. You could hear it coming. You- <laughs> It, yes, it needed its own pro wrestling uh, intro music. It was big enough. If you want to know if your tripletta sandwich is ready, just watch for the ripples in your water glass. <laughs> yes, a Jurassic sandwich indeed. And you know, there was a Puerto Rican flag on top of my sandwich. Maybe that flag was full size. The sandwich was that big. Maybe it wasn't just on a toothpick. It's <laughs> if when you look at that, you'd be like, "Ooh, you could put the flag on a flagpole." This was. Absolutely huge. Uh, TJ, how how much of that sandwich did I eat, TJ? Dave, you ate half, and I get the impression that if you were trying to eat light, you wouldn't have had half. That is 100% correct. A, qu- a, a quarter of this sandwich would have been fine. It is... <sighs> With the the sauce that's in there, there's tomato in there. Uh, I do believe a little cheese. I don't remember seeing the cheese on the menu. And with the sauce and everything, it was all kind of integrated together. If you were thinking an absolutely gigantic three-meat Philly cheese steak, you would be in the ballpark. Huge. Half of it came home. TJ is exactly right. If I was trying to eat like a normal human being, I probably would have eaten half of the half or maybe two-thirds of the half, and I'm not even going to try that math, not all of the half, because I didn't finish all my plantain chips, and granted, we had the cheese appetizer. It was huge. I took that half home, and it's got to be a pound minimum, maybe two. Holy buckets, man. It's huge. That's just what it is, and more importantly, absolutely delicious. Those three meats on there, the tomato that's on there, the, the sauce that's built in, and the bread was really good. The you know we talk about a burger holder, meaning the bun. Uh, in this case, it's sandwich holder. The bread, the bread. Did you like the the outside crust? It just looked good and it tasted good. This was awesome, absolutely awesome. Sam, uh, long long time listeners of the show. Um, I told you at the table, he would have just been totally pleased as punch with this. It was delicious. It was gigantic. Feel free to order this and share with a friend, man, or just just come hungry and and you will not leave hungry. Um I love the mafungo and it's one of the, you know, funnest things on the menu. This is a fun sandwich. It's awesome. So, uh, TJ, let's uh, let's talk about a something we didn't order 
that came to the table uh, courtesy of Ellie and uh, her mom. <laughs> her mom came to the table and uh, said, well, hey, do you, do you guys like, you know, pulpo? And I was like, octopus? Yeah, sure, we'll eat octopus. That's fine. And just to be clear, too, we did not come in and go, oh, this is fatter day. That never happens. When we go in and eat, this is us eating, just going in and ordering on a normal day because we would like to give you the same um you know or an example of the experience that you would have at this restaurant so it's not like and and you know we just we're people that like food that's that's the way we do we like to eat so they offered to bring this to the table and we got a king crab and octopus served in one of those buradangas the, the little plantain cups um like a ceviche because there were green olives and i do believe some pepper in there as well um uh, of the bell variety to be oh yes yes uh, thank you a slightly spicy sauce not overly hot and just a hint thereof yes just a hint thereof i think maybe more on the king crab on top and uh nice diced pieces of pulpo octopus uh and this was really tasty. Again, uh, definitely not usually a fish fish person, but I do like uh, sushi. Um, this is a little bit different, more like a ceviche, so a cold dish, but uh, spicy and delicious, not overly fishy, super tasty, and just 100% fun and a welcome surprise actually to the end of our meal. But man, I couldn't even help finish it. I, I, had, I had a decent-sized amount. Um, I was so full from that sandwich, though. Yeah, and the... The barest hint, as you mentioned, the fishiness, because it, it came to the table, and I looked over at Fatter Dad, who it was sitting next to, and said, green olives oh, in, a, in an octopus olive. dish? Like, like I like both of these things, but yeah, not Unexpected. necessarily together. And then I actually tried it, and the That's good. what little fishiness is there, which I think is mostly from the king crab, because octopus really has barely any, if any, of that. But the... The little bit of fishiness that was there between the the salty, fruity goodness of the olives and that just hint, hint of spicy sauce mm-hmm. just removes all of that. And it's just, it's perfect and clean and yeah. and savory. And I'm going to, again, focus on the, the cleanliness and the texture. It's Ooh, just, just I like perfect. that. A clean tasting dish. Just, yeah, at, at once clean, yet... I, I think with the spiciness, there's still some definite savory in there, but I I think clean would be the profile. It's just pure. It's good. Texture on the octopus, by the way, perfect. Oh, it, oh it yeah, not get, rubbery or yeah, anything. It, it can sometimes get rubbery. This was lightly meaty, slightly yeah. firm, yielded very easily. I think the cut on it helped too. Very much so. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's beautifully prepared. And Correct. yet again, with some commentary from, from Ellie at the end, because she... Uh, there there are negative comments from uh, traditionalists on putting olives in there but it's how she oh, that's remembers what she said it, right it, yeah. right how yeah. that's how they made it in Puerto Rico apparently yep and that's how was, she wanted with to the do olives it. and she did it her way and darn it it surprised me but it works so well that was mm-hmm. wonderful i am so glad she kind of kind of stuck to her culinary guns on that one it's good absolutely absolutely so that's kind of the the layout of the dishes but i know uh we wanted to kind of send a few items in the wrap up because we had uh just a heartwarming experience today, I suppose. And the interesting part is, uh, you know, talking to Ellie, I think at almost every juncture here, um, there's some of that. But let's wrap it up here on uh, at least Chinchorro here. And uh, TJ, you had some stuff that you wanted to get out there. And we need to we need to talk about the, what happened with your steak dish. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Uh, as as we stated at the beginning, the the stage is set, the decor, the music, the overall feel in of the place. Puerto Rico. Um, with the food, uh, the the social media pictures are pretty good. Um, the menu pictures on the online menu are pretty good. The the ones in house a little bit less so, uh, but they are all. It, it looks like nice food in the pictures. The real life pictures way better. Uh huh. And that's that's the thing. There's yeah. always that. Oh, the food doesn't look like the picture. The food makes the picture look lousy. The food is beautiful. <laughs> that's a, that's a good point. Like like <laughs> that, yeah, very. <laughs> Big old example of yeah. underpromise over deliver. Oh my gosh. Massively. And my my takeaway, especially after my my second time here, because the first experience, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe, maybe they were having a, a a good day, or at that time they were they were less they they still 
could probably use some staff. I they, think they've they, said they're they're working pretty hard, and like, Ellie's doing a lot of front of house. She's occasionally yes. you know waiting tables and stuff. When I was there, so they, they were short a bartender, and she had to do it all and all those things. So, but our our yeah. first uh, foray there, they were extra new. Um, and, and working on that aspect of things. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe on this first one, maybe Ellie's coming out to kind of, kind of compensate and try and make the experience better. Well, we've been here three times now and she greets everyone. Her mom comes out when she's there and she's greeting everyone and, and talking to you and, you know, her, her people who seem to be becoming regulars, like she's asking people questions about their, their day and their family. I, I'm not for chats with, well, okay, I am for chats with chefs in general, but I definitely am chefs. Please always yeah, come along and talk to me. Long chats. If I have wait staff, that's very, very talkative. I I am appreciative of the friendliness, but I am in real life a a man of little conversation, generally speaking. But this is it's a wonderful experience with her every time, and the the food looks like the picture experience on the website. You will see a picture of Ellie herself, and it is a a well taken shot. She is smiling beautifully. Specifically, well made up and and almost has a little bit of of light around her in this shot. Like it's very well done. Well, the Ellie looks better than the picture. Um, she she actually is like that. Always friendly, always pleasant, and she'll she'll talk to you about the food, about your day, about about experiences in life. She is a wonderful person to interact with, and you can tell that there is absolutely love in. Everything yes. that is done here, as as much as you know, restaurants are are pretty lousy ventures in terms of being money making vehicles here. Yeah, people don't uh, do it for the money. Yeah, it's especially for the love. individual uh, locations, the smaller restaurants like this. You can tell very much that she's doing this to bring you the the food. Uh, from from what her mother said, the food that her her grandmother made these are right. these are family recipes handed down. These are things that she loves. This is a culture and a uh, an experience that she wants to share with you personally when you go to this Good restaurant. Point. That's that's what this this place is about, and you can feel that in every aspect, in the care that is taken in the preparation of everything. It's just, it's a wonderful, warm experience, and I'm not just saying that because the bartender mixes a strong mojito. <laughs> I I did not have a, I had a, a Coca-Cola and water, and I will confirm everything that TJ said, and I really liked uh, what you said when, you know, she would like you to enjoy it personally, and she wants to give you a personal experience. Also, TJ, how much love came with your steak? Um, Definitely a little bit of extra love, because again, a, as we said, she was a little bit nervous about moving to a yeah. New York Strip. And it's one of the best I've had in forever. And I said, "Oh no, it's perfect." And that that came with a a sincere hug because she got a steak. She hug. she was nervous about her perfect steak being less than perfect, and 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 she rocked it. And and I just and her mom coming out and talking to us and and all those things. And uh, I, I'm not going to try to resummarize it because I think you did it so well. I love the atmosphere. I love the people. The food is fun. I'm not sure that you're going to be able to find this food anywhere else in Omaha. Um, and, and if you can, you know, give it, give us a holler, but, uh, but her preparations are on point. She is putting that chef's touch on everything. All the stuff we had today was, was expertly prepared. Ellie comes out with a smile. She wants to enjoy the food in her house. And we definitely did. And, you should go here. Our stuff that we ordered was so good. Somebody came over from a totally separate table and was like, what What did you get? What, what did you get? You know, just asking us about stuff. And we actually sort of did the same thing because when we sat down, there was this large, like vertically plated pork chomp that was, I mean, there's still things that we haven't even got to here I yet. I think pork, but it, it looked like if someone stood up the biggest T-bone you've ever seen yeah. on its side, yeah. and it was some sort of magnificent either fried or dry-aged cool. thing, it's beautiful and impressive. Um, I will say, uh, for those checking out the online menu and for in-house, the lunch specials, there are you know $10 and $12 lunch specials, but you are, you're looking at 
20-ish, uh, uh, 16, I'd say, on the low end. Yeah, my sandwich was and, 16 And it goes 99. up from there because, again, steak and seafood. So the fact yeah. that you're you're running into the 40s, even sometimes into the 50s for a plate, is is something that may give you pause, including there are a couple of market price items like Those lobster, 40, which, yeah, lobster yeah. always is. Sure. Um, or almost always is, unless it's cheap, sneaky langoustine. But anyway... Uh, Regardless, you you may you may feel a little bit of sticker shock here. Um, Ellie's is a proper restaurant that is doing things right. Restaurant should be somewhere that you you eat there as a treat. You know, we we do it once a week. We're not trying to do this every day. This is not a weekday meal. And given the portion sizes, I would say those margins are probably pretty darn that, thin. That sandwich was sixteen ninety nine, and and that's if you want to split that with somebody. Uh-huh. So what do you got there? Eight fifty a person. Uh, yeah, you'll feed two people with that. Yeah, sandwich. and the the amount of meat on that sandwich. Oh my gosh! If, if I'm going to the store and buying that, I'm pushing the same price tag. Like it, it's it, a lot it's, of stuff on there. It's in the ballpark there anyway. Yeah. So your your value for money is very good Mm -hmm. and additionally this is a a restaurant proper where the experience is such a a big part of it you are going here to enjoy expertly prepared food in a wonderful and warm and and unique special atmosphere absolutely this is this is worth every every minute of your time every penny and it's 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 a place of of happiness it has that warm and welcoming feel i think we've given it to to one other restaurant uh, where it really feels, I'd say, better in this case than you're in a family kitchen. You have the warmth yeah. of the family kitchen. You have that feel. But the the effort that has been put forth on presentation, yeah. both of the food and the restaurant itself, is a cut above. Absolutely. And I, I won't add too much uh, else to your summary other than um, this restaurant and especially the meal we had today is really what the Saturday uh, experiences. Like TJ said, we don't eat like this every day. This is a, a special uh, meal, f- well, to, to bring you awesome foods of Omaha. But it really started as us getting together and uh, sharing food. And this is the type of environment, experience, food that really just brings it up to the top. So just just go out there. Try Ellie's Chinchorro. Um, say hi to Ellie for Saturday and Dave and TJ. And uh, just just go enjoy it. You know, whether that's the pork lunch special, mofongo, the steak that TJ got, or this amazing uh, tripleta sandwich that I got. It's awesome. Check it out. So with that, I will say that I'm Dave. And I'm TJ. And we are Saturday Omaha. Thanks for connecting through food with us. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Saturday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.